Happy New Year, everyone. We discovered a lot of interesting information during episode two of Matt James's season, and some guy in Austin and I discuss it all. First, faith is important to our bachelor, and surprisingly, Mike Fleiss has yet to leave details of this reality on the cutting room floor. Why? Second, Queen Victoria and her blatant, over-the-top attitude and sabotaging behavior will be the reason we all utilize the fast-forward option on our screens during this upcoming episode. Also, we debate if high-waisted jeans are attractive. I think you can guess my stance on that fashion monstrosity. And finally, we talk about Matt James's ability to swing an axe shirtless. Hello, Tiger! It looks like someone is using the luxury resort weight room at the Neocopolicatin. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 197 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Ray. I'm here with some guy in Austin. We are here to talk about episode two of Matt James's Journey to Find Love on The Bachelor, season 28. We've been doing this for a very long time, yet I feel like Matt James is a different type of bachelor than we've had in our last couple of seasons. Would you agree? Indeed. It is a different <laughs> show than it has been. Um, it started all with Tasha, right? They kind of cleaned it up a little bit, a little True. stronger, uh, more, uh, less morally flexible contestants. Um, and then, uh, you know, some, some plants along the way. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he seems like a good dude. Um, He's uh, consistent, seems to be respectful of everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. He doesn't look, uh, quote, confused, which is a good word that I haven't, <laughs> haven't heard in a few episodes. I'm thankful for that. Um, but I will, I will note, though, that uh, some of the girls are getting a little overtired. It Already. I know. <laughs> I know. I wrote that all through my recap. This is episode one. This is the first rose ceremony. Yeah. This is the first there, group date. Oh, we're all the, very uh, the, overtired. The, the, have we figured out how to pronounce the resort name yet? Nima Colin? Nima Colin? <laughs> I'm going to say Nima Colin. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to Nima Colin real fast. Nima Colin. It, what a pretty place, though. I man. know. It, it's a, even without the uh, the foliage turning, uh, is uh, it's it's pretty up there. It makes it makes me sad to think about Tasha because her resort was so pathetic compared to Matt's resort. But again, we are in unchartered territories so they are figuring it out i think that's great one thing that i do feel is interesting to talk about is laura's theory my roommate laura's theory that matt has been chosen because he's just a solid good guy and who is the last solid good guy that has made this work and you kind of always go back to Sean and Catherine Lowe. And Matt has a, a very Sean Lowe vibe to me a little bit. Ben Higgins, you know, he's a great guy, nice guy. Didn't work out for him. Yeah. I, but... would, I would disagree with Ben Higgins. I think he, he, he uh, the true test is what they parlay the show into after the show's over. Yeah. And Ben Higgins is an Instagram tramp. 
as far no, as I'm I don't concerned. think so. I mean, I, I, as much as Sean and Catherine are, I mean, I think the majority of their uh, the majority of their bank account is what they make on social media. Yeah. And to quote my good friend, some guy in Austin, good for them. Yeah, good for no, them. Look, make I, it work. I'm a capitalist. I mean, <laughs> you gotta you gotta seize the moment. If I could make millions of dollars over the course yeah. of uh, you know ten years for doing nothing, for I telling would. people to buy a Casper mattress, I'd right. do it. Um, Speaking of uh, successful bachelor stories, uh, just we need a, um, a pregnancy update. Jade Roper, Emily Emily Maynard, pregnant, having no, any kids? Probably since the last yes. podcast. Uh huh. Probably. Okay. Probably. I'm pretty sure. I'd I'd be willing to bet that answer is yes. I'm just yeah. going to go with it. Yeah. I um I found myself on Instagram the other day. Um, now I do have an account. I don't follow anyone, and I think eight <laughs> people follow me. But I have it for work because of what I do. I have to check social mm-hmm. media accounts and stuff. And so the feed, I had done something for work and the phone was next to me, but the feed was open and, uh, I, out of the corner of my eye, I saw Claire and what's it, what's her, what's the guy's Dale. name? She sucked in? Dale. Um, <laughs> and, and it was a, is reels is like, um, Snapchat or something. Is that like a, or a, a equivalent? Mm, or it's kind of like story. Yeah. 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 Stories. TikTok. Yeah. Video, little so, videos. Yeah. So it was reels and I, I guess I gleaned that to be a TikTok type of thing. So I mm-hmm. clicked on it. And it was uh, Dale and Claire uh, dancing in mm. what appeared to be her bedroom. It had a big C on the wall. Oh, oh. Um, and it just, I lasted about five seconds before sure. it just became too obnoxious to watch the whole thing. So they're still trying really hard to, you know, be relevant. But Do uh, you believe sure. that there is some sort of contractual obligation that tells them they must prove that they are giving it the old college try? Maybe, but I would probably lean in the other direction okay. and saying that there's some sort of contractual obligation with Reels or Instagram to post <laughs> so many times a day um, for content. Anyway, yeah. regardless, they're still mucking okay. it up in front of the camera. I, I mean, it's good to know. I saw Tasha was in New York with her guy, Zach, for Christmas, so they seem to be shuffling along as well no clue yep. if that's gonna make it no clue if K- kale <laughs> claire and dale are gonna make it so <laughs> we'll just see kale. we'll just see i do want to talk about though the big huge elephant in the room and that is queen victoria oh, on this yes. show many many people have asked me why is he picking her how can she do that Why did she say that? She is awful. Now, you and I can say with full confidence that she is a plant, right? There's no question. And I said this, um, I think it was a group text, but she's clearly, and this is going to sound mean, but it is what it is. I mean, she's not as attractive as the other girls physically. She just, you know, she wasn't cast under the same standard that the other girls were measured by. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, I mean, did you see how like puffy her face and eyes were in the rose ceremony? She looked like she hadn't slept in two weeks. Yeah. Um, and then well, she had she's on that, having like, to sleep on the couch because she's right. not sleeping in her right. room. And then she had on that, like, like a slutty version of a strawberry shortcake dress. <laughs> what was that? Hey, that I mean, was my eighth grade graduation I know. dress I mean, from 1989. That's right. So 1989, that would have been kind of a, you know. It was terrible then, too. <laughs> well, I know. But it is. Oh, my well, gosh. Every- Strawberry shortcake, slutty version. That cracks me 
up. That's so true. So bad. And she was so obnoxious and there's no other conclusion you could reach than she's acting. I mean, it's just terrible. Do you feel that he knows she's a plant or and the producers are saying you have to keep giving her a rose and he's just kind of rolling his eyes at this from a standpoint of that versus she is totally targeting people in the, in the roster. She has targeted Maryland who was her roommate, I guess. And she said something about how Marilyn bullied her and she's been mean to her and she physically targeted her and said bad things to Matt James about Marilyn. Now, do you think he knows that he shouldn't trust that or do you yes. think he's okay you do okay no, he, he's not stupid but i think he's you know look there's there's in order to be the bachelor and hang out the nema colon all day or whatever it is um you got to play the game mm-hmm. to a certain degree right mm-hmm. and everyone on the show who's either been rebuffed by it or had a negative experience has said as much that there's a lot of this stuff is set up so yeah i think they're just overdoing it with her you know she just she's not convincing and you can just see in Matt's body language, he doesn't want her there. Yeah. Um, so, but I, and that whole Maryland thing came out of left field. She seemed nice enough. Yeah. And um, all the other girls were saying, well, this doesn't match up to her character who I've known for the last 24 hours. Come right. on. And of course they can see Victoria's character immediately because she's the same awful person from the very beginning. What was interesting to, to me is that he has this great moment with Marilyn and gives her an orchid, um, which I believe the ABC... Because he knew it was her favorite flower. He knew it was her favorite flower. (laughs) And I believe the ABC intern totally swiped that from the bathroom and said, oh, look, I found an orchid. Give it to her. And she then parades it around. She carries it around like a baby with her. My orchid that he gave me, my orchid that he gave me. And of course, then Victoria Zero is in on that thinking, "Uh uh-uh. I have something, I'm using air quotes, against Marilyn. So then she goes and tells, as they all do, they play the game where they throw the other girl under the bus. Typically, we get that episode three or four. Here we have it the first time we have a rose ceremony. Okay. Or second time. So that all plays out. And then, of course, he has to go back to Marilyn and say, uh, were you bullying Victoria? No. And then they all cry. And Victoria is a master manipulator where she can shut people down with a sentence, with a word, with a look, with a flick of her hand. Mm-hmm. She's got that uh, natural ability to to twist it and to make it beneficial for her. No matter what smart, intelligent, truthful thing the other person is saying, she has the ability to twist it, which is, I think, very why she was cast. Yeah, she's very dismissive. And mm-hmm. um, the the uh, how frustrating was it was when Marilyn was trying to get a word in. Uh, and it and appeared to be approaching her as rationally as one could be approached in that situation. And she just wouldn't let her talk. Um, mm-hmm. It just, I don't know. I, again, it's to me, it's evident that she's playing a part. Yeah. I think the, the other side of this is once again, Matt James is very normal. Matt James is very nice. Matt James is very genuine. I would say 75% of his girls are the exact same way. Victoria is the only one that is doing anything outrageous beside Katie, who had the Pavelka night one. And I was so happy to see that it did not make an appearance in episode two. But Victoria is the only one giving any kind of 
entertainment, if you will. And so if Victoria right. goes away, I'm wondering if they think, good Lord, this is going to be the most melatose season ever. But we'll see. I, I mean, how long do you think they're going to keep her around? Um, until they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Where does the snow go when it melts? Away. Yeah. Away. Um, speaking of that, did y'all get snow down there? We got we got no. like three inches of snow here in Austin. I it was, saw uh, that. I saw we're, Mrs. We're Some Guy's under. Instagram. I didn't see yours because you don't follow me, and I don't follow you because I didn't know you actually had a real one. So, no, it's not. It's, it's not real. I don't follow. Me. It's, it's a it's a shell of an account. You said so eight people don't, follow don't. you. Yeah, and it's but it's like you know my mother in law mm-hmm. and you know my wife to make sure I'm not. Mm-hmm. Do anything untoward, and you know it's that kind of thing. It's not really anything I you see. can write home about. I see. I'm not posting um, TikTok videos of myself singing or anything. <laughs> you should. What would you sing oh, right now if you had to I, pick? Go. Um, I, you put me on the spot. I don't know. I don't know what I would. I don't know. I, I would probably if you had to dance to one dance, what would you do? Go. You know. I would do though. my Saturday Night Fever go. reenactment of when Travolta clears the floor. That's what I would do. Well, you did it at your wedding. <laughs> I did at my wedding, yeah. I'd had a few pops and was relieved that all the tension was over, and uh, I decided to have a little fun. Sue me. Uh, No. All right, let's go through the whole entire episode with the three dates. We have Brie, who was first up. Mm -hmm. Now, if you recall, Brie was the first one out of the limo, I believe, that had the electric green, apple green dress, and he liked her, and we all liked her. She beautiful girl and they went riding on ATVs and she and I don't I don't I guess mudding is the best way to put it and then for some reason she gets on his because ooh we have to cuddle and I have to grab onto your strong abdominal muscles but then he immediately tips over the ATV and and you know this is how people die in real life so I didn't like that and of course she weighs the she was like a garden fairy. She didn't weigh anything, so she didn't produce any kind of weight to the... So they fly off the handle, and you could tell, I think he was trying to be smooth about it and funny, sarcastic about it, but he did say to the camera, to her mom, I'm sorry, I almost yeah, that flung was your dog. Legitimate... I, I don't like that, because I've known people who have passed away from ATV accidents. Yeah, no, that those are super dangerous, and mm-hmm. that was a legit... Um, they could have been crushed. Yeah. I mean, mean, it fell over sideways. Had it fallen over one more time where they were pinned underneath and it clips a leg, it clips a neck. I don't know. I, I, that part just kind of made me, eh. but then they go and there is an outdoor hot tub. That's wood burning. (laughs) that makes the water hot. So of course, Matt James has to take off his shirt and chop some wood. What did that remind you of? Um, the, the, the huh? win a date with Ted. Yes. Yes. But, I knew you were going to know it. But in that, but, <laughs> but in that, um, you look Ted, just like both of them when you chop wood, right? We talked about this. Well, no, but it, I was very <laughs> unimpressed by Matt James wood chopping. Oh yeah. Mm, I mean, I agree. He, he swung from the side like a, you know, like a girl would, I mean, mm. no, no offense to women who chop wood, but it was very, um, 
uh, very non-masculine considering the environment and the fact that he was all ripped up and shirtless. I thought, yeah. you know, maybe we, he should, should one-hand somebody. It. Mm-hmm. We should have had somebody YouTube that for him to show him, hey, this is the proper way to swing an axe. And I think, um, but, you know, Bree was, of course, distracted by, you know, the obvious shirtlessness of, of Yeah, we all chair. were. Um, I think it's it's key that she got the first date. Clearly, you know, she's okay. been placing high in the rose uh, awarding. And um, yeah. I thought, you know, everything was fine. They had a lot in common. and That's yeah. the majority yeah. of their their dinner, how much in common they have, where they both have single moms, um, they both are biracial, and they both gravitated towards people with very large families and how yeah. they both... The thing that made me sad, though, gosh... Brie shared that her mom was 13 years old when she had her. Yeah. And now she's got a whole separate family. So Brie has like tiny relatives. Oh, Mm. anyway, that made me, that made me sad. So, and I think Matt again, leans into her because they're, they have so much in common. Will that be a good thing? Will that be a bad thing? I don't know. We'll have to figure out. The second one was the group date, which was, you know, I'm going to try to explain it, but the problem is that I don't think ABC, um, I don't think Chris Harrison, Big Polly, I don't think anybody knew what was going on. The premise was, hey, ladies, go into this room over here and choose a wedding dress. And then they pretended to take engagement pictures with Matt. So we have Franco out there with his fabulous self taking pictures, taking pictures. I love Franco. Isn't Franco the best? Oh, he's such the best. And then you have Victoria out there going, it's the royal wedding time. So she's trying to pull focus. So maybe, I don't know, half the girls get their picture taken in an engagement type setting. When Chris Harrison walks up and he says, nah, we're not, this isn't the real date. We're going to go to the Thunderdome. So they take them to the woods and they give them scissors so they can cut off their dresses and they split them into teams. And there is a heart on the left side that's red and a heart on the right side that is yellow. And the red team is supposed to get the yellow heart and the yellow team is supposed to get the red heart. Yet there are wedding cakes out there and paint and yeah. bouquets and so mm-hmm. yeah and, and they're running around in um, well, yeah. white wedding dresses and tennis shoes um flicking paint nobody Just... nobody rolled an ankle or broke anything yeah. thank god right um i do want to talk about franco lacosta's um coat though uh-huh. um was it wasn't fur, was it? Was it like feathery? Uh, Remember, he had a yeah. drape. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He yes. looked like uh, a homosexual John. Um, <laughs> hang on, what's what's the guy's name from Game of Thrones? He looked like a, a homosexual John Snow or something. Um, but Franco can wear the pink suit, uh, and I thought, well, you know, how do you improve upon the pink suit? And mm. then. They just cut to Harrison talking, and Franco Lacosta has his whatever his feathery furry yeah, jacket on. Yeah, like got a hawk I feathers. It was very. It wasn't <laughs> like peacock feathers. It was very hawk or yeah. you know crow, something, yeah. some sort of menacing bird. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it was great. So, but they're then, commentating on nothing. I yeah. I did not understand. No one is defending hearts. Uh, Mari is the only one who I think understood what was supposed to happen. So she grabs a heart and then all the rest of the girls just descend on her as MJ 
calmly walks over and gets the other heart and somehow wins. Yeah. Uh, it was the it strangest, true. dumbest, most random thing. And so now we have, uh-oh, the winners get to go have a cocktail party and the losers, they don't have to strip naked and walk back. They just walk back in their, you know, spatter-painted wedding gowns. And at this cocktail party, two things I think that are important happen. One, Lauren, who is a girl you and I have never barely mentioned, beautiful girl, gets the date rose. Is she the attorney? The no, other attorney? that's Kristen. No, but there's, there's two. Kristen is an attorney, and I think Lauren's an attorney too. Is she, she's, she's, is she, I'm pretty sure she is. All right. I just confirmed she is. She's a corporate attorney. She is from Miami, Florida. So she gets, she seems nice. Yeah. I didn't even notice her in the forest. I, 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 (laughs) that's how much I didn't pay attention to Lauren. And then all of a sudden they have some alone time and they even talk about how this is the first time they're actually talking because he didn't get a chance to visit with her very much during night one. And the the first thing out of his mouth is, what are you looking for in a husband? And she says, a man of faith. And they keep it in there. So now we have the, the prayer that has been kept in in night one. We have this talk about a man of faith and how God is very important to her. And he says the same. And so they're, they're bonding over their shared faith. And then right. she ends up getting a date rose later on that night. Why do you suppose that ABC has decided to keep all of the faith talk in this season when in previous seasons they haven't? Because I have heard, again, I try very hard not to Google things, but I have heard that some people don't like that and are offended that that God is mentioned or faith is mentioned and that Matt Matt James's prayer should have been a little bit more generic. Why, Why does that... Why do you think that is? Um, I think they're responding to whatever um, what, what focus group feedback they've gotten. <laughs> I mean, I think that I you so. and I, if you just go back and listen to our complaints of the show the past, you know, two or three seasons, it's, you know, these kind of raunchy dates that, yeah. that you know, these, these yoga dates. And um, we've been complaining about all that. And I think, you know, the demographic is aging. It's probably mm-hmm. a more conservative demographic. And I think they're responding to that. Um, I also think um, it this show sort of devolved into an immature mess a couple seasons, yeah. right? I mean, just all yeah. the drama and the fighting. True. And so now they've got adults and they've, you know, they're, they're, I guess, taking a more, I hate this word, but a more diverse look at mm-hmm. other people's beliefs. You know, well, they're not catering to to the, the mob, I guess. I don't know. What would you say to the the article that was sent to me, and somebody said there are no spoilers in here, but they thought I would find it interesting that um, they were interviewing showrunners and why are you keeping that in there? And, and, and there was a remark in there that somebody put on Twitter that I'm Jewish and this offends me, <laughs> that Matt James is talking about God and Lauren is talking about faith and, and all of that. And had I been in that environment I would have left and my I thought okay I understand why you would leave so I'm I don't I don't I don't understand I guess because it's on national tv that they're that that is a problem no I don't know it's bizarre. No one complains when we, you know, have the women dress up in bikinis and mud wrestle, yeah. but somebody says right. a prayer and everybody's right. writing articles about it. I, you know, I, I don't, 
I, I wouldn't even pretend to know why yeah, someone no. would complain about that. I mean, I, everyone everyone is free not to watch, I guess, right, right, uh, or to right. watch. Um, and as an example, I mean, I, I've actually physically left the room when the Real Housewives shows are on, and Mrs. Some Guy is enjoying those. I just <laughs> I reach a point where I just can't do it anymore. So, to that uh, you know Jewish person out there, I'm you know I guess find yeah. something else to watch. That well, would be that would be the solution, right? And I know. I know also that the premise of the show is for this man, Matt James, to find a wife. And if he is legitimately taking it seriously and faith is an important part to him, then that would matter in this process. So if she's saying it and he's saying it, you know. It clearly went into the the casting consideration. I mean, we had the other girl. Who's a pretty one that that she's a really pretty brunette and she Mm -hmm. cried almost when he said a prayer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, clearly they asked those questions of, of the, the girls that were, were being interviewed for casting. And, and mm-hmm. he, my guess is he probably made that a point. You know, this is, this is my type. This is my right. demographic. Right. And one of the things that's important to me is having someone who's not only Christian, but is overtly Christian. Mm-hmm. So, you know, well, and we, we had the same thing last season. Remember when, when, um, what's Ivan. his face? Yeah. Uh, Ivan, Ivan got kicked out for not being overtly right. Christian. Right. So. Which is, you know, which is fine. That's important to Tasha, and she found that out, you know, in the airstream. Yeah, I mean, just like some, I mean, <laughs> presumably, uh, before or after certain things may have happened. Um, um, you know, I could just <laughs> maybe. She- that. No, <laughs> no. That's no. <laughs> um, I guess that, um, oh. um, you know, they, they hired two people that I think consider themselves faithful Christians. And I, yeah. I don't, you know, if, if, if Matt James was an atheist, I would expect to hear about that too. Exactly. I, exactly. I don't really think that, um, um, you know, that, that wouldn't dictate whether I watch the show or not personally. Yeah. I yeah. think I can, I'm, I'm mature enough to, uh, you know, accept that. But again, I, I didn't feel like anyone was being preached to. Yeah, I, that, that, I, that I might, think they so. Could, they could cross a line, but I don't feel like this well, is some sort of real, real religious revival disguised as a dating show. Yes. And as you and I discussed previously, I can't remember if it was on air or not, we need to, you know, hold all things loosely because fantasy suites will come. And if he's going to go do things in the fantasy suites, well, you know, that's even a different story. Sean right. Lowe... And um, Emily Maynard didn't do fantasy suites on yeah. you know on purpose and made that a part of the show, where mm-hmm. they said, "Yeah, I'm not, we're not going to go do that." And so you know, Matt James may do that; he may not. It's just uh, it, to me, it's like let's let this guy do what he needs to do. And if faith is important, and faith is important to Lauren, and he gave her the rose, well, then that's great. I thought one of the funniest parts was Victoria who also had a moment, this was the other thing I wanted to talk about during the cocktail party, she had a moment with Matt James where she, you know, reveals to him that she's insecure sometimes. <laughs> like, oh, really? I know I seem really confident, I'm but I'm really, really a nutcase. Insecure. And sometimes I wonder, her. do I look too fat in this dress? And do <laughs> I, and I'm not as pretty as the other girl. And then it lasted all of three minutes. And he just says, hey, you know what? I mean, it's such a gracious guy. 
hey, you know what? You be who you are. You do you, Victoria, and don't let anybody tell you different. And then she says, I just had the most wonderful conversation. It was the best conversation I've ever had with anybody ever in the whole yeah. entire world. And I it's, said, oh, poor Victoria. Yeah. Her and her, um, I think her her poofy shoulder pads were getting in the way of her ability to hear. Um, <laughs> she certainly can't read, um, you know, physical body language signals. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Especially but, during the wedding when she has a garter and she's like, take my garter off. Uh, and he yeah, was, like, was like, I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> he, he, remember when she, she pulled her dress up and he yeah. looked down like gross. You know, he like, did he, not. It was all he could do. Yes, he rewatch it. It was all he could do to take that off her leg and be like, this is ridiculous. And the, the best was just the the pearl clutching and the, the girls were covering their eyes and laughing and turning yeah. away. Um, when do she was you doing think this. she's tired or do you think she's drunk or do you think she's both? Because by both. the end of the night, she's just yeah. not she, her best. She, she looks sloppy. That's she the, does. That's, the that's that a I'm, great word. That yeah, is she a great word. Terrible. And that dress was not helping. And, you know, I don't know if somebody, her handler talked her into that mm-hmm. as a joke or mm-hmm. if that's something she actually owns or what, but mm-hmm. that dress was horrible. And I'm not, a, you know, I'm no Franco Lacosta. I wouldn't know if you dress from a bad one, but when it's that obvious, um, man. Well, I do. So straight talk from me to you guys listening. No ruching. Ruching does it's not a, look good on anybody. It was all the way down the front of her dress and it looks like just gathers. It looks like a bunch of gathers. It's like a seam down the front and it just looks like you're gathered all the material together and tiny um, little ripples and it just makes you look bigger than you are. Speaking of the opposite of ruching, um, I thought Harrison looked uh, appearance this week. He had on like the, the zipper, kind of the vest with this coat over it and the, mm-hmm. you know, the fall, fall colors. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, to, to uh, your mom's comment about his hair, they lighted it differently yeah, this week so it didn't look so obviously dyed. I yeah. mean, I thought Harrison stepped up his, his game this week. My mo- He did. My mom sent that to me. If you don't know what we're talking about, at the very end of the episode during Bachelor seasons, we have moments with Mama. I don't know why we didn't do it Tasha season because she had a lot to talk about, but I asked her to do it this time and she sent me that. It was probably 17 minutes long, and all she was doing was talking about his hair. <laughs> oh, my God, was it? Oh, my gosh. I had to edit it so much, but um, I appreciate that she's doing that. Hopefully, she'll she'll get one for this episode, too. Um, when Victoria's talking about the royal wedding and how that's her, and, oh, I have a tiara. Have, have you watched the royal weddings? Did you ever watch those? Oh, I know, I, I know I, you watched Kate and William. No, do you know, I'm no, completely... No, no. Do you know how I know you watched Kate and William? Because you Why? talked about Pippa's butt. Well, I, I watched that part of it, um, <laughs> but I didn't watch the six-hour um, pomp and circumstance on taxpayer dollars that those people are getting married. But I, I, I do watch, and I did tell you this, my, um, Mrs. Some Guy and I watched The Crown. Yeah. Um, which is great because I'm, I'm all about like the history elements of stuff with that, and she's all about like the dresses and the queen and the costumes and stuff. So it's yeah. a nice fit for us. But um uh, this season was Lady Di, yeah. and uh, they're they're going to go, uh, obviously, progress through. All right, let's talk about the last date. It was with Sarah, who I believe looks like Alexis on Schitt's Creek. I know you don't watch Schitt's Creek, but it's an accurate statement. She is 
the blonde who didn't have a big, she didn't have a big night one. She didn't have a big icebreaker. You could tell he liked her though. And she and Matt James flew in a biplane that mm-hmm. looked have like. Have you ever flown in a biplane? No. Not one that big. I no. thought that was an unusual, unusual answer. <laughs> My other biplane is yeah, the, so the nice. Mini biplane. I, I, I took a trip with Snoopy one time. <laughs> when I gave my recommendation to the Wright brothers, That's I right. told them, yeah, so they did a biplane and I think they were both scared, but my favorite part was then they when they did a flyby by the Nemo Kalin and mm-hmm. waved and all the girls, oh my gosh. And then they went to sit down somewhere before dinner, and he asked about her family. It was, it was, it was like a homeless camp. It was. It was. Mm-hmm. It was like a couch in the woods with <laughs> the fire in front of it. I'm like, maybe you should check that for ticks or something before you go have a romantic glass of champagne by it. Over at the Hemoglobin or whatever the hell the name of the place is. <laughs> Look, a homeless camp. Those would be some nice homeless people at the hemoglobin. Oh, yeah. Anyway, they are sitting on the tick-infested couch, and he kind of talks about his family and her family, and, oh, I love my family. And then he, of course, says, I could tell she was struggling, and she was holding something back. So at dinner is when she shares with him that her father was diagnosed with ALS, I believe, when she was 19, and she quit her job to be a news journalist or or something in that field to be uh, one of his caregivers and so it's very emotional it was I believe genuine I believe that um, very respectful nice brave thing for her to do for her family to take care yep. of her dad selfless yes and 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 ALS is a hard disease to take care of because it's the the person is 100% um, relying on their caregiver. And so I, I thought that was interesting and it made me harken back to last week's episode where I thought, okay, I have pictured her as a possible villain or maybe a villain only because I see her crying all the time. So I was wondering if she's faking a lot of it, but maybe she's overtired and just exhausted from her day job. But it does look like that she is in Victoria's crosshairs and that might just get to her for just being, Oh my gosh, please leave me alone. I don't know. We'll we'll have have to see. Well, when you have a genuinely nice person like that, um, she's going to want to please people around her and Victoria's going to have none of that. She's going to eat her alive. Absolutely. Absolutely. But one of the things that Matt James said to her is, you know, what do you need from me to make this, (laughs) to make this process easier? (laughs) And I'm like, wow, that's a great question, Matt James. Okay. And you know, (laughs) (laughs) that would help (laughs) uncle Neil to come visit me. She said something very generic, like just being honest and yeah, something being like yourself. that. Being I just, yourself. Why is that? Isn't that a given, though? Yeah. It's not a job interview. You're not faking it. Yeah, I guess. I guess. It's hard to be honest whenever you can't say, I love you and I don't like these other two girls that are right. in the fantasy suites over there. What are your thoughts about high-waisted jeans on women? Uh, hate it terrible Me look too. Um, just i don't yeah i don't i don't it, it does the, it's not flattering it's not it makes your and butt look very, 12 inches long 
Yeah, and and she's very attractive. I think we've already established uh-huh. that. And I just thought that the outfit she had on, while seasonally appropriate and cute, uh-huh. um, just didn't do a lot for me. I would prefer yeah. something a little more form fitting, or maybe a little more casual, like a mm. Levi's jean or something like that. <laughs> a Gap straight leg classic and indigo. Yeah. Got it. Exactly. Well, sure. Or some white pants. I mean, that's you're going to go the other side you know sure. maybe some white pants um go. i thought that the plane i thought the least they could have done was give those guys some goggles that's you know? what i said give them the goggles like and give flying. her a hair tie my goodness yeah they're um, flying in I the was air concerned about the weight limit on the plane you've got two people in one seat and you know it's um you know, the, but red, no, look, the red baron camp. in the back i don't yeah, know i mean the, the homeless camp was was um i think a good setting for her to um, you yeah. know, talk about what you need to talk about. I thought he sensed right away. She was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. he followed up at dinner, good date. And in my mind, she gained a lot of points with me this week, just cause I, I yeah. and I now know her full story. Right. And they got in the hot tub afterwards and making out. So she, she won that. We get to the rose ceremony. So if you recall, we have Brie with a rose, Sarah with a rose, <laughs> and then Lauren, the, yes, she is a lawyer with a rose from the group date. He mm-hmm. immediately zeroes in on Abigail, the one who got the first impression rose last week. Abigail She could be nicer by the just way. Just darling and she doesn't yes. she's just darling and she wasn't she said very matter of factly, oh, I've missed you and wasn't yep. I didn't get to and why didn't you? I mean I think she was on the group date. I don't know because again, I halfway paid attention. It was so random. Mm-hmm. She made, um, they did a thing where she says, okay, when I tug my ear, that's telling you that I wish I could be with you or I wish I could talk to you or see you. And I thought that was really cute. And he thought that was cute. Then he talks to Rachel, who you brought up first episode. She's the one crying after the prayer. Rachel is, is emotionally in this yes. already. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I will say that it is telling that they showed Abigail and they showed Rachel. And then we get to that Marilyn, Victoria, blah, all of that kind of stuff. But they, they made sure to show us those two, him talking to those two. And then we get half of a rose ceremony where he's passing out the flowers because Sarah, in the middle of it, she doesn't fall off the stanchions, but she does step down and stumble and Bree's having to help her and they sit her down and she says she's seeing, seeing stars and then it's to be continued. Yeah. Um, you think we're going to learn that she's like hypoglycemic or something? I'm sure. Well, I know we're not medical um, uh, no. providers, but let, let's opine. What, what do you think could be wrong with Sarah? Well, she probably didn't eat all day long and it was four o'clock in the morning and they put her on the top riser and she said she's seizing. Yes. She said she, her spanks are getting into and she said she's seeing stars. Yeah. I think she's oxygen and food deprived. (laughs) And I think her blood sugar took a real dive. That's like, um, people in the military, when they stand in formation too long, Uh they, one or two of them faint. So I don't, I don't think that's uh, unusual. Yeah. But do you think this is where the ambulance comes? Or do you think when it's somebody gets Ooh, punched in the face? No, I think it's when somebody gets punched in the face. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think they give her some orange juice in a candy bar. And she's and good. And they say, mm-hmm. you know, loosen your spanks a little bit, take a few deep breaths, and get back in there. <laughs> Slap her on the butt. <laughs> get back in there, kid. And then the, the other thing that I didn't understand was when Matt James leaves and he goes over, and he leans down and soft in a very soft whisper says, you know, hey, hey, 
And I thought, if somebody fainted, I'd be like, hey, wake up. Are you okay? I'd be <laughs> stop, like stop, slapping stop. her across the face saying, are you okay? There just didn't seem to be any sense of urgency there. It was just, you know, no one wanted to break the the vibe. That's right. Because he, he was literally in the middle of handing out roses to be continued. Oh, my goodness. We don't know who's going to get them. And who's going to go away? Who do you think is going to get go away? Problem is, we don't know any of their names yet. I don't. And I, I think... Um, if anyone's going to go away, um, it's going to be someone who, uh, as you just stated, we, yeah. we're going to be like, who is she? And exactly. we're still at that point where he's going to yeah. just eliminate people he hadn't talked to. There's enough. Well, I will say, though, to Matt James's credit, when he starts hounding out roses and we see it, it's middle of the pack people who are getting them. I think the yeah. first person he said was Piper. Yeah, so I think he's... that. I think you're right. So I think he's handing roses out to people he hasn't spoken to, like, mm-hmm. like people he just wants to talk to but hasn't yet. Right. Right. Because because the the front runners get the dates and they get the rose, and yeah. then the the maybe you're a maybe gets it at the rose ceremony. And so I think that there's there's probably fewer maybes this week, and then this he's just going to cut the fat this week. And um, yeah. of course he'll give Victoria a rose so she can be mean. But of course. Um, do you think she'll be the subject of a two-on-one date, or do you think she'll get herself sent home? I think she. Ooh, I'm gonna say two-on-one with I don't Katie. Know. Which one's Katie? The one with the Pavelka. Oh well, no, I don't know if it's two-on-one with Katie. I, I think may, maybe the the Anna chick, the the one that's sort of bubbly. Oh and, yeah, that's a good one. That's yeah, a good one. Know, you're just opposite. Mm-hmm conflicting personalities we'll see and then uh you know who's confusing me i can't decide if i like her is the the kit girl from new york Mm -hmm. i don't understand i don't know if i like her or not i can't decide well you know we didn't bring this up in the first episode her mom is a famous fashion designer cynthia cynthia raleigh and so that's why she has so many instagram followers i think and is way into fashion design Mm, because her mom was an influence on her she is a question mark though She's a question mark. She's yeah. very, uh, she plays her hand close to the vest and she's yeah. just kind of stealthily moving about, but she's interesting and different enough for you to take notice. Yes. Do you think mm-hmm. her mom is friends with Franco LaCosta? Yes, definitely. <laughs> That's her godfather. I'm sure of it. That's how they got him on the show. Godfather. <laughs> I think you wear that pink suit and that feathery coat to her christening or whatever. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> And now, a moment with Mama. Three, two, one. Lindsay, you asked me to give you my take on Queen Victoria. I will. You know me. I certainly will. Whether it's right or wrong, (laughs) I think she's on the show to be the drama queen. And she she doesn't care a whit about Matt or anything he represents. Which, from what I've seen, he's a pretty decent guy. She seems so full of herself, with zero filter, that you want to think that it's all scripted. It may be, it may not be. But um, she's also rude, conceited, trashy-mouthed. But she doesn't want to be his girlfriend or his wife, I don't think. She just wants to be the queen, and she wants to be noticed. I think she's a player. 
But he is also playing back, too, I think. She will go far in the show because she's the weekly draw for the show. But in the end, she's going to be dethroned. And that's my take on the Queen. Bye-bye. Thank you, Mama. And thank y'all for listening. I wanted to let you know that we have a bachelor bracket together with the amazing folks over at last night's game. I've left a link in the show notes for you so you can check it out. It's super fun, super easy, and takes about 30 seconds to fill out. We'd love for you to come join the fun. And if you'd like to read a recap of the second episode of Matt James's season, head on over to IHateGreenBeans.com for years and years and years of content. Remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and left us your thoughts. Make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my real books, Why I Hate Green Beans, and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Y'all stay safe, have courage, be kind out there until we're together again. Love you, mean it. Texas forever. Yeah.